Welcome to the Juniper Digest, your guide through the world of well-being and weight loss. Join us as we go deep on everything from nutrition and exercise to psychology and self-care and learn how to create a healthy and balanced lifestyle that works for you. I'm your host, Amelia, an accredited practicing dietitian with Juniper, who will be bringing you conversations with weight loss experts, busting health myths, and providing you with practical advice that you can start incorporating into your daily life starting today. In fact, our podcast is created to be the perfect companion to your daily walk. So enjoy the episode while getting your mind and body moving all at the same time. Hear that beat? Pace your walk to the beat of the music for an energizing, low-impact workout. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that the information shared on this podcast is for educational purposes only. It's not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. It is important to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or a medical provider before making any decisions regarding your health. And now let's get into it. For this episode of the Juniper Digest, we'll be wading through the murky waters of diet culture. From demonizing carbs to magazine covers claiming to help you lose 10 pounds in 10 days, harmful myths surrounding weight management have been peddled for decades. Any of this sound familiar? Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Yeah, she's thin and models should be thin. Big clothes just look better on, on people who are thin and certainly photograph better. Very, very thick on the waist. Get on the scale, honey. You should choose more appropriate clothes or shed some pounds. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's hard to listen to. Even harder to put toxic diet narratives in the past where they belong. But that's why we're here. We're doing away with fad diet dependencies so that you can just say no to cabbage soup and say yes to evidence-based research and proven weight management techniques. So first on the chopping block is the oversimplified mantra of eat less and move more. How many times have you heard this one? I've tried just about everything and I can't seem to lose weight. What if I told you there was something you could do? Really? What? I'll do anything. Eat less, move more. <laughs> and? That's it. Mm. But as our bodies are complex machines, while a calorie deficit is important to achieve weight loss, we also need to consider that weight loss is a lot more nuanced than this and can be affected by a number of factors, a few of which we'll go into now. So the first one being sleep. Being sleep deprived or not getting enough sleep can lead to a few changes in our food choices and our appetite. Research has found that being sleep deprived can lead to an increased appetite and it can also impact our food choices. So when we're tired, we're actually more likely to go for higher calorie food options. And there was one analysis of 20 studies, which was including 300,000 people, which found that there was a 41% increased risk of obesity among adults who slept fewer than seven hours a night. If we think about the sleep guidelines, ideally for adults, we should be getting between seven and nine hours for adequate rest. So the second factor is stress. So cortisol is a hormone that increases with stress and cortisol is also an appetite stimulant. And so when we're stressed, it's really normal to go for comforting foods that help us to manage the feeling and a survey by the Australian Psychological Society found that 75% of people turned to food as a way of coping with stress. And this is something that we work with our patients at Juniper in our health coaching team, is that if they're experiencing stress, we help our patients find ways to manage stress other than food. 
Now, sleep and stress are both topics that can impact weight, as I've mentioned, and we'll be diving into these in a bit more depth in a future episode. But one of the other factors that can impact our weight loss is hormones. So we see a lot of patients who may not have had an issue with their weight, but when they reach menopause, they find it harder to lose weight. They find themselves gaining weight. And this is a really common experience. In fact, about 90% of women going through menopause will experience some kind of weight gain once they reach this stage of life. Weight gain during menopause can be due to a couple of reasons. So one of them is changes to our hormones. So when we reach menopause, our hormones like progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone will drop, and that can impact how our body uses nutrients and also how our body stores fat. So for a lot of women who experience weight gain during menopause, they might notice where they typically would store fat changes, and they'll see a bit more fat stored around their abdominal area. It also impacts the way our body maintains muscle. So when we have these hormonal changes and we have these decreases in our sex hormones, it is harder for our body to maintain muscle. And that's because these hormones are really important for helping our muscles continually build tissue. So so when you reach menopause, it can be helpful to reassess your diet. If you've been eating a certain way your whole life and this has always worked for you and suddenly at menopause it doesn't, it can be incredibly confusing and incredibly frustrating. And so that's where we can help our patients understand what changes do we need to make that are going to help you at this new stage in life. And eating plenty of protein throughout the day with each meal and snack is one way that is really important to help you feel fuller for longer and also to help build muscle and maintain muscle while also losing weight. Also, while eating enough protein is important, looking at different exercises that we can do to help this as well. So um, doing resistance training, whether that's body weight exercises or weightlifting, that is also going to help with maintaining muscle mass. And, you know, before making any changes to your exercise routine, I do recommend that you speak with your doctor or another health professional who can help make sure that any changes to your exercise routine are safe for you. All right. Well, you cannot wage a war on weight without a villain. And diet culture has managed to find the perfect culprit in starch, which leads us to myth number two, that carbs must be avoided at all costs. So you've likely heard of many low-carb diets, Atkins, South Beach, cabbage diet. This is just to name a few. But if we look at the research of a low-carb diet, researchers found that in the long term, a low-carb way of eating results in similar weight loss to other ways of eating, such as low-fat. So in saying this, a low-carb approach can absolutely be very effective for some people in weight loss and less effective for others. It's really important to remember that what works for some people won't necessarily work for you. And that's something that is incredibly important to our team at Juniper is that we work with you individually to find a way of eating that's going to be sustainable for you in the long term and help you see results. When we think about low-carb, there's low-carb and then there's very low-carb, which is often referred to as a ketogenic diet. So low-carb diets, to put this into perspective, are about 120 grams of carbs a day, and a ketogenic diet is between 20 and 50 grams of carbs per day. For context, a cup of cooked brown rice has about 45 grams of carbohydrates. So thinking about when you're talking about low-carb, are you talking about low carb or are you talking about very low carb? So when considering a low carb diet, it's also important to think about 
why carbs are important for our health and what they actually provide our body. They're important for providing us with B vitamin nutrients, which are incredibly important for brain function and energy production. And good quality carbohydrate foods are rich in fiber, which is not only important for healthy bowel movements and good gut health, but will also help to stabilize our appetite and help us feel fuller for longer. So it's important to find the right balance of good quality carbs that will be beneficial for health and weight loss, regardless of if you are choosing to do a low carbohydrate diet or not. And so I mentioned good quality carbs. And what do I mean by this? I'm talking about whole grains because these will be less refined than more processed counterparts. And so being less refined will mean that they'll contain more nutrients. So foods like brown rice, quinoa, frica, grainy bread, rolled oats, and also starchy vegetables like potato, sweet potato, and corn are all going to be really great examples of whole grain carbohydrates and good quality carbohydrates that are nutrient packed. So if you're thinking about working towards a low carb diet, making sure you're thinking about ways that you can include these good quality carbs that include important nutrients to include in your diet, and also looking at ways that you can get additional fiber if you are doing a very low carbohydrate diet. So things you could include to help bump up the fiber is non-starchy vegetables. So think your leafy greens, tomato, capsicum, all of the colorful veggies that are low in carbohydrates, low in calories, but packed with fiber. In terms of carbs, generally not considering a low carb diet, we suggest aiming for about a fist size of good quality carbohydrates with each meal. And so this will help give your body enough fiber, help stabilize your appetite, and also give you all of the other benefits of good quality carbohydrates. On to myth number three, drinking lemon water melts fat. Who do we have to thank for this one? In today's video, how the lemon diet can help you lose 20 pounds in two weeks. If you look back at the origins of this diet myth, it actually goes all the way back to the 1940s, interestingly, when a man called Stanley Burroughs created what he liked to call the master cleanse. What was basically the early beginnings of the juice fast craze, Stanley's diet permitted no food, only lemon-infused water and tea flavoured with cayenne pepper and maple syrup. An interesting one. And although we've heard of celebrities going on similar versions of this lemon water diet to shed weight quickly, often this kind of disruption to the body's regular functioning means that while you can lose weight in a short period of time, as soon as the diet is stopped, weight is just going to be put back on just as quickly. So is there merit to lemon water in weight loss? Well, no. Although lemon water can be a really helpful way to increase hydration on a weight loss journey, particularly if you find it difficult to drink a lot of water. Adding lemon is one way that a lot of juniper patients find helpful for increasing their hydration. And hydration is really important for a few reasons. It helps to regulate our body temperature. It can also help to regulate healthy bowel movements and is also helpful for managing our appetite. But it's not going to help with weight loss. And while lemon water won't be the reason that you lose weight, interestingly, research has found that lemon water might be helpful in reducing blood sugar spikes. They found that having lemon juice before a meal that's rich in carbohydrates can actually help reduce the blood sugar spike. Although you would need a lot of lemon juice, the juice of three lemons to be exact. So you might also want to think about how this impacts your teeth and ways that you could protect your, the health of your teeth. And now for a quick note from Juniper. 
When you become a member of the Juniper Weight Reset program, you'll have access to accredited practicing dietitians like me, health coaches, PTs, nurses, and pharmacists to make sure that you have the tools that you need to hit your health goals on your weight loss journey. Head to www.myjuniper.com to see if the Weight Reset program is right for you. Now onto the myth that really causes divide in weight loss communities everywhere. Excessive calorie restriction is the only way to lose weight. And this is simply not true. And we're going to talk through why. So to achieve weight loss, we do need to be in a calorie deficit. When we go far below the number of calories our body needs, that means that we're not fueling our body well enough to perform everyday tasks and to give enough fuel for our overall health. And so you may know the story of excessive calorie restriction, otherwise known as yo-yo dieting, where you do an excessive calorie restrictive diet. It's hard to maintain. So you go back to eating normally and you put the weight back on. And so it goes again and again. And this cycle or the yo-yo diet cycle is a really great way to show us that excessively reducing our calories is not sustainable in the long term. And so how we work with our patients at Juniper is to really find a way of eating that works for them, which will achieve weight loss, but also make sure they're fueling their body with the nutrients that they need to function well, to support their health and also to support weight loss. All right. And to round it off for this myth-busting episode is one I feel very strongly about, and that is that losing weight is a linear process. This is not true for a number of reasons, and we'll get into that in a moment. But before we do, and before you get disheartened, I like to really reframe this as really good news. While none of us love a setback, especially when it comes to our health and especially when we're putting in so much effort to our lifestyle changes, our changes to our nutrition, to our lifestyle, to our exercise, it can be comforting to know that in many cases, whatever you're going through is often a shared experience and is something that we see a lot with our patients at Juniper and for anyone for that matter on a weight loss journey. If you are experiencing slower progress than what you were expecting, this is a really great time to reflect and think about the progress that you've made so far, both on the scales, other progress measures like waist measurements, clothing, but then also the habits that you're changing along the way. Remember that consistency is key and that's going to be a really important part of your weight loss journey and your progress. So the other part of non-linear weight loss is plateaus. And as I mentioned, this is something that is really normal that's experienced by so many patients who are on a weight loss journey. And there are a few reasons why they occur. And there are also ways that we can break past them and continue your success. And we're actually going to be going into a deep dive into weight loss plateaus into our next episode. So make sure you join us next time where we talk more about weight loss plateaus. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Juniper Digest, where we've debunked a lot of different myths today. Now, if you are looking to progress on your weight loss journey, I do recommend reaching out to a health professional who's specialized in the area of weight management, such as an accredited practicing dietitian. And remember that if you are a member of the Juniper Weight Reset program, that you can reach out to our team of health coaches, which includes accredited practicing dietitians, nutritionists, and personal trainers at any time. Thanks for joining me on the Juniper Digest. 